Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to episode 75 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of this wonderful show. Yes, I said 75. I have interviewed over 60 content creators, specifically YouTubers, here on this podcast. So if you're a uh, YouTuber wanting to grow your channel or you're an experienced YouTuber, please stick around, listen to our interviews, go back, listen to some of the older interviews, and I promise you the value that you're going to gain, uh, you will not be able to put a money symbol on. Guys, I promise you, if you want, go back now, listen from episode one. All of that information is still relevant and can still help you on your YouTube journey. If you haven't already, navigate over to your podcast player of choice. Hit that subscribe button so that way every single Wednesday when we release a new episode, you will be notified and you won't have to worry about searching for the newest and latest episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. As always, this show is brought to you by the fine folks over at TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. It is a free browser plugin that can take your YouTube channel to the next level. Guys, seriously, if you haven't already downloaded TubeBuddy, I don't know what you're, you're doing. You guys need to get with the program. I also do another show with TubeBuddy called TubeBuddy Express. It's about an 8 to 12 minute podcast every Friday. It's uh, not an interview show, but it's more of a actionable tip that I give you each and every week that can help you grow your YouTube channel. So search that in the uh, podcasting directories and you will find the show called TubeBuddy Express. Uh, guys, this week I'm super excited as this week's a different type of episode. Uh, I am leaving for a vacation with my family. I went with my wife's family about a month ago. Now I'm going with my my parents as well as my family and my daughter and my wife. We're going to uh, have a beach trip. So I'm recording this a week prior to when you're going to be listening to this, which is fine. That's the beauty of batch recording and uh, doing things and doing work like we do as entrepreneurs. But I say all that to say this week I'm doing a question and answer episode. So uh, all of these questions are going to be coming in uh, from my email address. So if you want your question and your channel shouted out on one of these future episodes, email me dusty at youtubecreatorshub.com. Give me your question and make sure you title the email question for the podcast. And if you do that, I will uh, go ahead and facilitate all of these questions, put them together in a Word doc and go through and type my script out and give you some really in-depth answers to all of the questions that you guys uh, may have had in the past. Now, this show may run around 17 to 20 minutes, so maybe slightly shorter than a normal interview episode, but I do like to keep my podcast under 30 minutes because I think that's a nice bite-sized chunk for you to go and take what you've learned and then apply that and then come back and listen to another 30-minute bite-sized episode. We've got 75 of them now here on the feed, so if that's something you're wanting to do, you can be listening to hours upon hours of YouTube Creators Hub content. And by the way, there are people that email me every single week, by the way, and say, I just started listening to your show. I started on episode one, and I'm like episode 20 now. So that means that they're going back listening to older episodes. And I'm not sure the statistics for the majority of podcasts out there, but because of the type of content we create here on this podcast, I still get extremely high numbers on my old episodes. I believe episode six or seven this past week literally had over 2,000 downloads, which is astonishing. So again, all of that is to thank you guys. So let's go ahead and jump into the questions. 
All right, this question comes in from Rip Roar. His name is Jonathan, I believe. Again, make sure you're giving me your name and your channel name, and I will say that before your question. He says, what is the ideal video length for a YouTube video, specifically a Let's Play video? Well, Jonathan, great question. I think this is all going to depend upon the type of content that you're creating. You're saying that you're doing Let's Plays, which is in the video game genre or niche. So for you, you need to find the sweet spot. A lot of people who do Let's Plays, you can't really do a Let's Play in two or three minutes unless you're doing like a mobile game or something like that. So you probably want to do it upwards of eight to 10 to 12 minutes. And again, what I would do for Let's Players and people doing videos of that sort is I would live stream it on YouTube gaming and then do the VODs and upload the VODs to your YouTube channel. So go ahead, stream the gameplay and then break that gameplay up and then do some intros and outros and some bumper pieces in between. And you've got yourself a whole bunch of videos in the backlog to go and upload if you're not wanting to, to upload on demand. So I would definitely test the waters with live streaming. But as far as an exact length, uh, there's no perfect number for that. But you do need to understand that uh, if you can see that your audience is dropping off after a certain amount of time, and you can see that in your analytics, uh, you can dive even deeper into that with the TubeBuddy analytics tool. But definitely play around with it. Post one that's eight minutes, post one that's 12 minutes, uh, do a few videos of, of that sort and do a little A-B testing, see which one ends up doing better, and then stick with that. Again, once you get a formula, you want to stick to it so your audience knows what to expect when and they, you know, take time out of their day or their week to come and watch and consume your content. Next question comes in from Christy. She says, just a short question. What do you think is more important, retention rate or watch time? She says, to be more specific, let's assume I create a video that is much longer, but similar quality compared to my competitors in my niche. This will most likely result in lower retention rates, but it will also result in more minutes watched per click. So, with all of that information that Christy gave me, I would say that without a shadow of a doubt, your watch time is most important. Um, one of the most important metrics as a creator on YouTube is going to be watch time. So if you're averaging, going, hearkening back to that last question, if you're averaging eight to 10 minute videos, if people are dropping off after one or two minutes, YouTube's gonna have a hard time sending people your way. So a lot of people ask me, well, why aren't my videos getting you know, the, the attention I think they deserve? Well, a lot of times it's because your older crappy videos Videos, let's just be real and transparent are so bad people are leaving them after a few seconds and YouTube's like wait a minute everyone who goes and watches th this person's videos are leaving after the first minute or two why in the world would I think that's good content because most of the time it's not so understand that watch time is important and it was kind of an odd question too because watch time and retention rate are somewhat relative because if you're watching a longer you're retaining that person so it was kind of an odd question but definitely uh, to answer your question specifically Watch time is most definitely one of the most important metrics as a YouTube creator. Next question coming in from Constantine. He says, back four years ago, I started posting on my YouTube channel. It only lasted a few months. In the short time, I gathered a couple of hundred subscribers. I started to post again, but my channel seems to only get 40 or 50 views per week, even though my sub count is near 400. Should I start a new channel and start fresh, or should I keep going with that channel, which has nearly 30,000 channel views at the moment? Normally, Constantine, I would recommend sticking to your guns with your current channel. But in your specific case, you have to understand and go and look back. What was your branding like on your old channel? 
Is it who you are now? Is it the type of content you want to create? That was years ago. You may be a different person, a different human being creating different types of art. And if that's the case, you need to go back and look at that and say, oh, okay, now I see who I was then is different than who I am now. And that's probably the reason as to I need to go ahead and start over. Even though you have that what I call link juice or the, the view juice or whatever you want to call it of actual history on YouTube. And again, that word is crucial when it comes to YouTube content. History. If you have history, if you you have proof if YouTube can see that you've had people coming to watch and view your videos that's a great thing to have and it could really boost you in your YouTube channel even if you haven't posted in a while but it seems to me Constantine that you're wanting to do different types of content and even though you do have that history on YouTube it may be a benefit to you to go and start fresh because of branding you may want to do things differently this time and what a better way and what an exciting uh, you know thought that you get to go and do it over again yes you're gonna have to get those views back and you're gonna have to start from fresh, but you're only getting 40 or 50 views a week, man, do it over, see what you can do. You've already learned from your mistakes. Get out there, do it again and see what you can accomplish with your new channel. The next question comes in from Seth M. He says, I guess this is the best place for me to ask this. Thank you for your podcast and your content. I was wondering if anybody bought t-shirts or merchandise and used their logo to promote their channel. Also, what company did you use to do so? So I think he thought the email was more of like a forum post. I think that's why he was referring to like if anybody. But I'm going to go ahead and answer this question because I really loved the topic of this question. Do you use merch or merchandise, t-shirts, mugs, things like that to promote your channel? Let's just use TubeBuddy for an example. They have mugs. They have some really cool sunglasses. They gave all that stuff away, did some giveaways and whatnot at VidCon. So for a company like that, that's pretty important. Unless you're a larger channel who already has a following of some sort where your logo is recognizable, this probably is just going to be a waste of money for you. Yeah, merchandise down the road may be a way for you to monetize your content, but let's get real. If someone sees the Technology Guru logo, which is what my YouTube channel is called, I've got over 180,000 subscribers now. Yeah, some people go there to learn how to do things in regards to technology, but my logo's not that recognizable. Now, my YouTube Creators Hub logo, however, I have a couple of t-shirts that I've made, and I've wore them out at different places, and I've had people come up to me and say, hey, I've listened to your show are you dusty so yeah if your logo is recognizable then absolutely go ahead buy some t-shirts get some merch get some uh, wristbands you know something cheap maybe start off small get some wristbands put your slogan or something on there send them out to your top 100 fans that you know are going to wear them every single day of the week and see if that works but for the most part don't shell out money for something like this until you know you have an established brand and logo that will actually be recognizable for people out in public you know a lot of times people say well yeah but this is a great conversation starter great but people may just be seeing a logo and just be seeing like oh it's a pretty cool shirt but unless your logo is really eye-catching and eye-popping and it's something that's going to start a conversation I'd hold back on the merchandise get your content out there first improve upon what you're doing on your channel and then in the future get that merchandise stuff rolling and then go from there but great question though great question <laughs> This next question coming in from the initials QTP. Again, I'm not sure you don't have a channel name there, but the question is, you just started learning a little bit about SEO, search engine optimization, for those of you who don't know what that stands for. I've read a few articles and watched some videos and getting ready to implement some of the things that I've learned. What is the best way for a novice to do keyword searches? I've got the keyword tool on AdWords. Great, you got a good start. And I'm playing around with it. I can't figure out to get a feel of how important each component of the metadata is, like titles and descriptions and keywords. You try to learn from more established channels, and uh, from this point, you don't really know what you need to be doing. 
Great question. I've talked tirelessly about this on this specific podcast. My other podcast, SEO, uh, people think is just for blogging or just for websites. That's not the case. YouTube and online video is, is a search engine. So think of it this way. You need to be incorporating some type of SEO strategy with your YouTube channel. Now, the extent of that will all depend on what you're going to want to accomplish with your specific channel. Everything from the title, the description, and the keywords will all have to do with your actual SEO. SEO when it comes to your channel. Uh, also, bonus tip here, so does your description in your channel there. So when you go to your description tab of your channel, if it's blank, shame on you, by the way, but that's going to help you with SEO and people finding your channel as well. For instance, I just did a, a search uh, a couple of weeks ago in regards to something on YouTube, and one of the first posts that came up was in a previous episode that I did, an interview with Roberto Blake about making your YouTube videos a business card. If I wouldn't have done the SEO beforehand, that link would never have popped up. So think of it this way, uh, QTP. When you're doing SEO for your YouTube channel, make sure you're covering all of your bases. So what I love about TubeBuddy is it provides you with a checklist of what other great creators like Daryl Eves, um, Owen Video, other people who are YouTube gurus, well beyond even myself, they're giving you their ultimate YouTube video checklist. And a lot of the stuff included in that checklist is going to be SEO related stuff. So make sure you're doing related keywords. Make sure that you're using the AdWords tool like you're doing or the TubeBuddy tool to get related and suggested search terms. And once you get a target keyword, expand upon that and start getting multiple phrases related or around that specific keyword. Make sure when you have a keyword, you're including it in your title, you're including it in your description but you're not overloading it so much to where it's very much keyword spam. So yeah, as a novice, get in there, make sure you're utilizing SEO and doing it to the best of your ability, but don't get too afraid by the jargon and like, oh, you gotta do this with the metadata, you gotta do that and this. Guys, come on. Do what you know to do. There's a great source out there called YouTube University. YouTube some videos of some people talking about SEO in relation to video content. And trust me, you will find what you need to find. Great question, by the way, QTP. Keep listening and keep trying what you're doing. I promise you, you will become an SEO master in no time. All right, so the next question was very, very interesting. Um, Jason are, I think is the, is the name of this person. So basically this person does toy reviews on YouTube. It says, I received an email and I'm not sure how to respond. Is this spam? What do you think? The video they mentioned is still a live video of mine and not sure why anyone would want to share and post on social media. But a company reached out to me, specifically a, a baby a company reached out to me and was wondering if they could post my video on their social networks or website. Wow, what a great question, and congratulations if this isn't a, a spam email, which for the most part, it probably isn't. This sounds pretty legit. People ask me this question all of the time. Should I let other people have my content to show? Well, guys, this is a way for you to capitalize and monetize your content. Yes, you want your content out there, and you don't want to highball yourself to where you're like, yeah, you can do it for $1,000. No, send back an email and say, hey, thank you for your inquiry. The video that you're, you know, re, I guess you would say asking about is one of my pride and joys. And I would love for you to be able to publish it and show it to your audience. But uh, because it is my, you know, intellectual property, uh, I would like to see if we could work out a business deal, whether it be how many views it gets from you or whatever that may be. This may be a great start of a partnership that could lead to sponsored videos in the future from that company. I'm going to give you a behind the doors look. Let's open the door, all right? And I'm going to let you guys in on some uh, some deals that I've done in the past. And one specific deal. So I do technology content and I get contacted 
fairly frequently by colleges stating, hey, I'd like to use your Photoshop tutorial, or I'd like to use your Lightroom tutorial, or your tutorial on Google uh, documents I want to use for my staff training. So I get these e emails very frequently. And what I normally do is I email them back with a canned email response of about a paragraph. And I say, hey, dear, blah, 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 whatever your name is. Thank you. And again, what I just mentioned, I tell them, hey, it's one of my pride and joys. I love this video. I think it would be great for your company as well. But what can we work out business wise to make sure it's beneficial for both of us? And for the most part, 90% of the time, they're going to email back and say, hey, that's awesome. So let's work something out. And they'll either, either give you a lump sum to post that video, or they'll pay you per month, depending on the views that they get from their website or social media outlets. So again, guys, it's okay to have your content on other and what you want is you want people like this, who are doing it the right way. And they're not actually embedding your video or posting it on uh, you know, under a different name without letting you know, those are the crooks on YouTube. Those are the people who really give YouTubers, not YouTubers, but give people a bad name on the internet is that they're going and they're doing this without not even asking for your permission. So absolutely, you definitely want to dive into it, if not for anything, just to see and make sure if it's legit and real, but be proud of yourself. This is awesome. It must mean your content is good enough to where they think there's something in there that they want to show their audience. So congratulations to you. And I hope that answered your question. All right, next question comes in from Leshlon, L-E-C-H-L-A-N, I believe. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name. It says this, um, thank you guys so much in advance uh, from the YouTube Creators Hub podcast and all that you've done over there. Really appreciate it. Want to get some feedback on my channel and my videos and my content, but I really would appreciate someone sharing honest and transparent feedback. Where can I get honest feedback for my YouTube content? Great, great question, LaShawn. This is a wonderful, wonderful question. So, where are you going to get honest feedback? Now, if I go and I send my mother a video and she's subscribed to my channel, by the way, hey mom, if you're listening, she's going to tell me everything I produce, every podcast she listens to. She's like, oh my gosh, that's the best podcast I've ever heard. Well, I go back and listen and I can honestly tell it's not the best podcast I've ever heard. So with all of that being said, where can you get honest feedback? Here's what I would do. I would go and search out forums online, specifically YouTube forums like yttalk.com, go over to Reddit and go to YouTube creators or slash, you know, the, the subreddit, YouTube subreddit and post your video and say, Hey guys, I want some honest critique. Be nice, but tell me honestly what you think of my content. That's where you're going to get the most honest response from people, from people who you really don't know. If you're asking your family and friends for the most part, they're probably not going to want to hurt your feelings. And really what LaShawn's asking is I want to get better. I want to improve my channel. And in order to do that, I need some honest feedback. I need some different eyeballs other than mine looking at my content. And by the way, you're you're on the right track, LaShawn. You want other people telling you, hey, I love what you're doing, but maybe you can tweak this, or that video intro is just too long and boring, or the way you explained that was really not a good way to explain it, and I really didn't get any further after watching your video, or your vlogs are too long, they're too boring, yeah, yeah, whatever you want, you want honest feedback. So great question, LaShawn. Definitely seek out the forums or a subreddit over, um, you know, with YouTube subreddit, something like that, and I promise you, you'll get some honest feedback, maybe too honest. And the last question for today's episodes coming in from It's a Susan. She says this. She says, what is a good sub to view ratio? I recently hit the 1K sub milestone and she has a, like a smiley face. I'm so happy for you. So glad you've reached that milestone. You were so proud and you wanted that for the past couple of years. However, my most recent videos especially have done awful in views. I should be averaging at least 100 views every video by now, but sometimes I barely can scrape in 20 or 30. Last week's video isn't, isn't even that far yet and it's flopped really badly. So 
how, do, how can I truly measure the correct sub to view ratio? It's Susan. Great question. And the reason why I ended with this is because I think this is a good anchor point for this podcast. Let me get a little real with you. It's Susan and be transparent with you and let you know in on a little secret, depending on the type of channel that you run. I have over 180,000 subscribers on my channel, but some of my videos don't even get five or 600 views. Why is that? Because of the type of channel that I run. It's a search-based channel. Now, if you're running a vlogging channel or a let's play gaming channel or a crafting channel, then you may want to worry. But if you're doing a tutorial-based channel or an explainer video type channel, it's a search-based YouTube channel. Those subscribers are basically saying, yay, I liked this video, you helped me out. They're not necessarily saying, hey, I want to consume all of your content. Understand that. So the sub to view ratio on someone like PewDiePie who has the most subs uh, on YouTube is going to be, you're going to see that it's going to be even more astronomical. So whereas he may have, you know, tens, 20, 30, 40 million subs now, I'm not sure what he's at, but he may only be getting a million views per video. And I know that's crazy to think a million views per video is, is not a lot, but in comparison to the amount of subs he has, that really isn't a lot. That's really not a drop in a bucket. So a lot of YouTubers are complaining nowadays about why is their sub count so high and their views so low. There's a couple of reasons for that outside of the type of channel that you run. One of those may be dead channels. There may be a bunch of dead channels. YouTube hasn't scraped those uh, accounts yet and deleted those uh, and removed the sub from you. So you're, you're, you know, you may have tens of thousands of people subscribed to you who don't ever get on YouTube anymore, or they've never accessed that account since like a decade ago. So there's a lot of reasons as to why the subscriber and views may be skewed just a little bit. Guys, again, what a wonderful episode this has been. One of my most fun episodes yet to do because I love hearing these questions. Now, I have about 10 or 15 more questions uh, booked up for the next episode. If you want your name and your channel shouted out on the, the next one of these that I do, which may be five or 10 episodes down the line, email me, dusty at youtubecreatorshub.com. Guys, keep being awesome. Virtual fist bump. And I will see you guys in the next episode. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.